Child, Sherelle and Alexander O'Neill was going off on Saturday Love. Y'all think that's the best time to make love? I don't know. I know one thing. When it comes to one special somebody, every chance I get. <laughs> they said, never on Sunday. Monday's too soon. Tuesday and Wednesday just won't do. Thursday and Friday, we can't begin. But our Saturday love will never end. Sugar, sugar, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought about that song. I'm just like, hey, fucking yo. Like, real shit. Think about that. They literally said, we only want to make love on Saturday. I'm not trying to make love any other day but Saturday. They basically said, they basically was like, we going to make love this one day, this one time, that's it, and that's all. We ain't doing it no other time, just Saturdays. That's when I'm off. That's when I ain't got no work. That's when I ain't got coming for no extra shifts. Saturday loving is what we going to do, and that's what you're going to get. Mm. I mean, what I don't understand, I, I just don't get it. But that was the bop. I know your parents, aunties, uncles was dancing to that song when it came out. But I like Alexandra O'Neill. Sherelle, too. I like her um song, um... I didn't mean to turn you on. Dun, dun, dun. I like that song. I love Sunshine by Alexander O'Neill. Love Sunshine. That's my song right there. S-O-N-G, that's my song. Oh, boy. But let's get into this show. I got a lot to say. But then again, it's just, you know, you got a lot to say. But then it's just like, girl, do you really want to get it off your chest? Yes. <laughs> Let's head into this motherfucking intro, honey, because girl. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of an AOS Productions. What's it called? What is it called? You may ask. It's called I'm fucking tired. <laughs> it's called I have had an emotional month. Like 25 ain't no joke. That shit really been like <laughs> 25 really has been on some I'm going to grab her by the back of her head slam her on the hard ass concrete and leave her there and she could pick herself up and dust her shit off because baby when i tell you i have been dusting myself the fuck off and i i still got debris on me debris debris deborah i still have her on me i, st- I can't seem to shake this shit is oof just imagine it only gets harder for real? Really, Steve? Steve, this should only get harder. Damn. You know, god damn it. Anyway. I just want to talk about some things. I just want to get it off my chest. The first thing I do want to talk about, though, is nothing pertaining to entertainment, nothing pertaining to music or anything. It's more so about like mental health and just emotional health, if anything. Like it's not going to be the tone of the episode, but I just, like I said, I have some things to get off my chest. If I ain't say that, I have some things to get off my chest. I'll say that shit now. Um, when you're in that ring, right? So say if you are in a ring metaphorically speaking you're in a boxing ring with the person that you care for so much 
you absolutely care for them you would absolutely do anything for them you would die for them you would cry for them you would lie for them you kill for them you do anything and push comes to shove you know you're in this ring with this person and you're fighting to keep proving that I do care about you. Yeah, I will fight for you, but this person just keeps blocking, blocking. They keep blocking your affirmations. They keep blocking your promises because now they want to see, they want to see some action. It's like everything you say to them, they're blocking it. They're blocking it. And they're going to hit you with a left hook. And that left hook is going to be like defensive or using the left hook is going to be very defensive of course it's going to be what they're going to hit you with like oh i just don't trust people oh i just don't get down like that oh i just don't believe you that right hook is going to be bringing up everything everybody's ever done to them in the past and they're not and they're and how they're clearly not old over it because they're holding all of that shit in their right hand so now you get in hit both sides both ways you think you dodging that uppercut you getting a side shot right you getting a rib rib shot right there you know and it amazes me how just no matter how much you could tell a person what you would do for them words are nice but actions speak better and it's crazy that how in generations not just ours because in generations too it doesn't matter if a person says or still does anything insecurities are a bitch (laughs) insecurities are a bitch and they will literally show you if you care or if you don't care at the end of the day and it's crazy but it's the truth at the same time you know like being straight up honest it's just like you really gotta like think about it and be like hmm you're in this ring you are looking busted like you are like you looking like martin when he faced that boxer and his face was fucked up and then some you're getting fucked up like bitch you really are getting your shit handed to you type shit because you keep fighting and fighting and fighting and 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 fighting you know slowly nitpicking at yourself And what to take away from yourself and not realizing that this person still doesn't care. You would, you care about them so much that you would nitpick and strip away little bits and pieces about you, your best little bits and pieces about you. And yet they still wouldn't care. And yeah, I know it's easy. Well, I just walk away after that. I just walk away. But how many times did the referee have to count? How many times did you have to go back in your corners? Hear me. How many times did you have to go back into your corner? Right? Sit down. Breathe. Get your water. Spit it out. Ding, ding, ding. And go back in that ring. Yeah, it's so quick to easy. It's so quick and easy to say, yeah, I just be out of there until you realize you're out of there by the 10th round. However many rounds they get in boxing, I think it could go up to 10. You're in there by the 10th round, 5th round, 6th round when you literally could have just left that first if you didn't care. All I'm saying is when a person, when you're caring for someone who is broken and who is hurt and they just don't care about anything or anyone, it's okay to get out that ring. It's okay to like, you know what? I'm packing this shit up today. I'm out of here, packing it up, not dealing with it. I'm going. I'm ghost type shit because it's like, now here you are looking busted and bruised that other person is too they are too but they all they're only going to feel the real pain and hurt when you get out that ring and you hang up them boxing gloves and they just give the win to them it's real sad it's real fucked up it's real like damn why she trying to stick me for my paper type shit but at the same time it, it, it is what it is and it's hard to swallow 
I've been there, y'all. It is such a hard pill to swallow because you're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm this. I'm great. I'm funny. I'm amazing. I'm respectful. I'm loyal. I'm caring. I'm loving. I look good. I taste good. And you know, I fuck good. You know, you could run down your resume, but if that person don't care, they don't care. If that person does not trust anyone or anything, they will not trust you. And you're just going to have to swallow that pill and move accordingly. Until they could open up and trust again. That's the only way it's going to happen. And you might be long gone. And that's okay. And that's okay. And if they try to flip it on you on some shit like, oh, well, you left me when I needed you the most, ignore it. Because that's just gaslighting and being a narcissist right there. Trying to blame you when you showed them that you would blow up the earth. Start civilization on the moon for them. And they're just like... And it is. People don't get that. They just, they don't understand it. They don't get it. They don't want to believe it. They don't want to deal. And it's real jacked up. It's real messed up. But that's just how our generation is at this point. They really are lost. They don't want to forgive. They don't want to dust themselves off and move forward. They want to be stuck in the past. They want to one and done because they don't have the right judgment themselves to fight for the right person that's going to do the same exact of fighting they like that. You like stand on you want to fight for someone that will give you that exact same amount of energy and fight for you be with someone who will literally bend over backwards for you just as much as you would for them y'all want to sit up here and bend over backwards for people that wouldn't even spit on you if you were on fucking fire I'm going to repeat that. Y'all literally would not even spit on a motherfucker that cares about you if they were on fucking fire. You would watch them burn. All because y'all, like, you just, like, you're so tired of caring. You're so tired of caring. You're so tired of not giving. Like, you're tired of giving a fuck. At this point, now it becomes destructive. Not only are you destroying relationships that you could have any any kind. It could be any kind. It could be money. It could be business. It could be relationships. It could be anything. But here you are messing it because of prejudgment. And now you sitting up here frustrated. Getting lost in your thoughts. Because you just couldn't dust yourself off and move on. It's real fucked up. It's seriously fucked up. But enough about that. Um, we're going to talk about music. I just had to get that off my chest for y'all. It was one of like Tasia's words because I want more for us, us women, us men. I want more for us. The ones that have been hurt, the ones that, the ones that have been hurt, the ones who have been disrespected, the ones that have been treated like garbage, straight up shit. I really want more for us honestly that person literally can be on a better page on something completely new and here you are still worrying about the past they done moved on in everything and you're worried about the past and you're wallowing stand up (laughs) like seriously it's no point it's okay to take off them ring take off them boxing gloves and get out the ring sometimes it's okay. It's okay. It's it's all right to walk away sometimes. Sometimes you don't gotta, you know, you don't gotta do. Trust me, you don't have to do too much. You don't. Just walk away. It's all right. But anyway, we're gonna talk about some things. I just had to get that off my chest again. I'm gonna repeat myself, and I'm gonna stop this right now. On to a little interlude.
Alrighty, room. So, I want to touch base on the Megan Thee Stallion situation. I know, y'all. I know. It's like, damn, again? But, you know, uh-oh. Back again. Um, <laughs> But, no, real talk. The reason why I wanted to talk about it, because if y'all haven't seen it, recently, um, Megan had released a clip, or there has been a clip going around of her interview with Oprah girlfriend Gail. That is Gail. Yeah, it's Gail. So, about Gail, you know, interviewing Megan about that night, about that situation. And before I even go into details about what's happening now, I just want to say, granted, if she didn't get shot, if she just only got shot at, but she didn't get no book, whatever. The fact of the matter is, imagine, right? Let's just... You really have to put yourselves in perspective. And I think this is why people can't fuck with me on some real shit. But then again, I don't give a fuck. Because I put shit in real perspective. Like, think about it. You lost your moms, right? The one who helped you get into the industry and put you on a real fucking game. You lost your mom. Your daddy bingled. Your daddy been passed away. Lost your mother. Then, not too far from your mom, you lose the matriarch of the family, which is the grandmother. You lose your mom, you lose your grandmother. Damn. However, still performing, still giving the girls a show, still giving the girls vibes, still giving hot girl summer, still getting your bag, still getting your coin, still getting your promotions, still getting your promo collaborations, still getting what you need to get done in order to be done by the time you are 35 or 40, okay? Okay? Got your Grammy. Literally got a song with Nicki Minaj as well as Beyonce who got you to, who who got a Grammy with you and a number one okay and really think about that then you get with dude Tori you start fucking around with him you know it's fun it's good we laugh and we all at the Carter's brunch Grammy's brunch or whatever we all chilling we all relaxing Hey, boo. Hey, big head. All that good stuff, you know. Then y'all go to a party. And allegedly, allegedly, I'm going to say, your best friend, who you thought was your best friend, everybody know that's your best friend. Apparently, your man was trying to get with your best friend and your best friend ain't say nothing. It's giving real Maddie Cassie Nate. Um... And then your partner gets belligerent. He get ignorant. He gets stupid. All because he drunk. But you are as well. And now that y'all are getting a little bit heated and hot and heated. No, everybody's drunk. Y'all getting hot and heated. This nigga got a gun. <laughs> no. Now no. Granted, in that moment, she wasn't thinking about this. I'm pretty sure in that moment, she wasn't thinking that she was either A, going to get shot at, or B, going to get shot. Pretty sure she ain't think the man that she's been fucking and sucking with for the past few months was going to shoot at her or shoot her, period. And that's some shit. If you really think about it, that's really on some like damn okay so ever since the interview came out she came out and said her side she came out and said what she had to say and amazingly of course you know men you know with um, my black men and everything they always gotta sit up there and say um oh well so and so Tori's the victim Tori's the victim My thing is, who had the gun? Because if Meg had the gun, it ain't no fun till the rabbit got the gun, right? But she didn't. He did. He was aiming at her. Whether if he was joking, 
whether if he was making fun, whether if he thought shit was a game or shit was sweet, nothing was sweet. Like nothing was sweet. But no, it's okay. So now we gonna sit up here and we just gonna blame everything on Meg. So I go to a reliable source because she knows her shit. According to lovely TTV, so WAC 100 was her manager at a point. When Meg first started out in the game and when her mother Holly was still alive and everybody was still, and everybody in her close family circle was still here, um, he basically managed her. And then when she got bigger, because this is what managers don't understand. Granted, yeah, you're supposed to have a team or whatever. But at the same time, when you get bigger and there is 100% bigger opportunities and bigger chances for you to elevate and escalate higher up, okay, you take it. As an artist, you take it. Of course, the manager, Wack 100, name says it all, he didn't take that shit too lightly. So he decides, I'm going to find another Meg the Stallion. Yes, Megan does have her own son. Look it up. I mean, not by, you know, not biological, but yeah, all these bitches and my sons, not even a year fully into the game, Megan the Stallion had her own daughter out here. Real shit, but we all see how that went. And then him, um, then Wack 100. Because Meg went to uh, um, Rock Nation. I was about to call him Rockefeller Girl. <laughs> and then Meg, she went to Rock Nation for better management. And what she got it. And I guess Wack was just mad as hell. I'm like, okay, well, step your management skills up. Because nine times out of ten, if you were, i.e., like you say, a good manager, then you would have been right there with Meg. But you're not. So, according to Lovely TTV, WAC 100 says Tory Lanez is the real victim in Megan Thee Stallion's shooting case. And this was from Hollywood Unlocked. And this is um, regarding to her video, which she said, Megan Thee Stallion says she regrets lying about stepping on glass during shooting incident with Tory Lanez. I was lying to protect all of us, and sometimes I wish I would never have said that. I would have never said that. And if y'all remember looking back on it, she did um, say she had stepped on glass because they were pulled over at the cops. First of all, y'all being ignorant and fucking Beverly Hills, bitch. <laughs> Damn. But um, yeah, so she had lied to protect all of them because if she were to say no, so-and-so shot me, it could have went way left, way different. Everybody says, oh no, if you were in danger, you would have just said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, if she was in danger, she would have said it, but somebody would have died that day. <laughs> somebody would have got their life taken. Somebody would have been another hashtag that day. I promise you, I believe it. Okay, so then after seeing that, Wack 100 then says, then says, excuse me, not only did you say we lied, you said you lied. Now it went from saying you stepped on glass to a gunshot to the foot to I didn't want them to kill any of us. I'm crying for Tory Lanez, the real victim. All this needs to stop. No DNA or prints on the gun and she's still going. Guess we can call it the little boy that cried wolf. After all, a stallion is a cult a birth at birthright. Hope that don't go over your head. I never really like niggas that get in bitch shit. I never really, I don't like niggas who like to argue with females i don't like niggas who try to do this shit because it just how old are you to be doing this if it was anybody else okay i get it if it was tory defending himself okay i get it he's defending himself however old boy got silent so he really can't defend himself at this point but my thing is it's like let's really think about it let's use our brains let's use our noodles you know you're her old manager so how was coming off is a little bit like nah i'm trying to get this bitch um i'm trying to bring this bitch down too because you know she stepped out on me to go to a better management how i see it truth be told anyway so lovely teeth and says whack 100 says tory lanes is the real victim in megan the stallion shooting case whack 100 who previously stated that he believes the charges against tory lanes will be dismissed chimed in on meg's recent interview with gail king yeah what's gail 
Wack essentially, literally Wack, essentially called Megan Thee Stallion a liar for the interview before suggesting that some of her allegations don't align. Wack, well, and what I just repeated what Wack 100 said. Um, overall, y'all, overall, over the fuck all, girl. Meg, keep doing what you're doing. Because the bag literally don't stop for nobody, unfortunately. Unfortunately, even if I had a family emergency, but I didn't have enough PTO to cover up my time to handle that family emergency, the bag don't stop for nobody. You get what I'm saying? That shit just don't stop for no damn body. So, don't let these niggas get under your skin. Tori already released a whole album about you. Whack 100 is still whack 110%. And, um... That's enough about that. So let's talk about something else. On to the next interlude. Okay, so changing up a little bit. What the fuck is going on with the baby? Anybody? I don't even think I ever talked about him and um that Danny Lay situation. But then again, a yellow bone was what he want, right? He buy you East Laurent. Mm. It's fucked up. I don't mean to poke fun at it, but at the same time, it's always a certain type of group of females that because, you know, they always want to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with the baby mama. I'm like, sweetie, sweetie, that's a lose-lose situation because at the end of the day, He's always going to have to fuck with her. So for you to even make out pointing out your skin tone and your complexion is the main reason why he wants to fuck with you was just pure ignorance. And what happened to you that night was just, you know, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. That nigga's very unstable. He does not give a fuck. He does not care. And you fell for it. And that's all there is to it. And then your brother being the brother that he is, he tried to defend you, but then he gets slid at, <coughs> at a fucking bowling alley. At a fucking bowling alley. Strike, bitch. Okay, but he just been in and out the news, in and out the news. Like, honestly, I don't like it when I see a rise and decline in rappers. Especially when they first come out, they come out hard. And then it's just like, damn, now look at you. Like, I really don't like seeing that. Like, let's be real. In 2019, that was the last, that was the last time we saw the world as we did know it open. And as well as Megan Thee Stallion, the baby was out here. Okay. Whether if his flow was the same, he didn't switch up the flow, which he does not switch up his flow. He's not versatile at all. Bitches was definitely saying you know why these bitches love me because baby don't give a fuck i was one i am bitches i definitely was i was definitely feeling the short nigga with the nice tee from charlotte north carolina with the pt cruiser head shape yes i was but then he had to open that fucking mouth always opening that motherfucking mouth and then boom it, it just it just shit comes out of it you ever hate that shit damn like a motherfucker be cute and a motherfucker got game and everything but till they and and when they open that damn mouth about certain shit it's just like oh no girl shut the fuck up call me tomorrow Ooh. so what this nigga do in his past lifetime he done talked about the gay community he done um had a whole like literally on live recording Danny Lay thinking I was gonna make her look bad when it actually made him look like how people thought he was an ain't shit ass ignorant motherfucker okay and now he just punching niggas at his shows and this is what honestly makes me tick but because it's not me I shouldn't be too too tick but it makes me tick because any like other personal artists i know personally the ones that are performing the ones that do want to get out there and get noticed please handle yourselves with decorum now i'm not saying you got to take disrespect from anybody yeah if somebody if some if somebody excuse me if somebody does in fact try to assault try to harm you with anything 
oh yeah defend yourself i'm not gonna deny that but what i'm saying if you're just walking say if somebody trying to stop you or something or trying to help you out and then you just hook them like damn nigga what the fuck you know like like like, if a motherfucker get, look at you, you already sizing them up and trying to dart this nigga. It's like, damn, your whole career now is known for you fighting and shooting motherfuckers more so than your songs. Real shit. Like, really, like, really, really think about that. Really, 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 really. <laughs> so, let's go on and see what the hell... Okay, so new security footage obtained by Rolling Stone shows that the baby appears to be the aggressor and contradicts key aspects of his version of events. Um, I said, oh god. <laughs> On November fifth, twenty eighteen, Jonathan the baby Kirk shot and called Jalen shot and killed excuse me excuse me excuse me Jalen Craig in a Walmart in a Walmart shooting he claims that it was self-defense but was it really the security footage obtained by Rolling Stone now leads up the an aftermath of the shooting this man shot somebody and this is why I was agreeing with what Dave Chappelle said and he literally shot somebody at Walmart but making jokes about like damn making jokes about a certain group of the lgbtq community is um a little bit more drastic but he literally killed and shot somebody like this video is crazy like i'm literally watching him uh, oh tussling and he shoots him i'm not gonna look at him shoot, like you know but still um what else is going on in the world apparently y'all they doing it and y'all know i'm gonna review it Y'all know they doing it. Y'all know. I, okay. So y'all know I love me some documentaries. I can't get enough of them. I could hear. I could hear anything and everything. Speaking of y'all should watch the movie in the eyes of Tammy Faye Baker. I'll talk about that at the end of this episode. That was a good ass movie. A real good movie. I'm trying to see what that thing feels like. That was a good movie right there. You know what I'm saying? That was real good. Hold on, headphones coming out. I need to hear myself. That was real good. Okay. But they are going to be doing a Girls Gone Wild Exposed. <laughs> so, oh my God. Oh my god, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. I'm gonna give y'all a synopsis real quick. Hold on. Exclusive TNT's Rich and Shameless clip. Well, Rich and Shameless, Girls Gone Wild exposed. Oh. Oh. Girl, the episode's already been coming. Oh. <laughs> girl, we late to the party, girl. We didn't, we did, we didn't, we didn't hand any assignment on time. I should have been on this. Anyway. Um, so this is from ComingSoon.net. Coming Soon is excited to debut a clip from TNT's Rich and Shameless docuseries ahead of the latest episode's release on Saturday, April 23rd on TNT after the NBA playoffs. The series will cover a new scandal in each episode with the latest being Girls Gone Wild Exposed, which looks at Girls Gone Wild founder Joe Francis. Upcoming episodes will cover Martin Shkreli, Brian Williams, Gerald Cotton, Claire Braun. Oh, these names. <laughs> oh, they can't pronounce Tasia, right? Or Hammond. They, 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 they be trying to butcher our names. What the fuck is a Claire Bronfman? And and Peter, I don't even know how you say his last name. Oh shit! 
This is, listen to how this nigga's last name is spelled. N-Y-G-A-R-D. Now, is it Nygaard? Is it, it, is the Y like an I? Is it Nygaard? I don't know. I don't know, but I know he had a hard time, girl. How do you, Peter Nye the science guy, that's what we gonna call him. (laughs) His name is really Nygaard. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Got off track. His last name. I, I'm sorry. Trauma. Trauma from getting my last, my name, whole name mispronounced. But I bet you they know Claire Bronfman and Peter Niggard. I don't know. This is a Nygaard. I don't. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. Okay, so this is what the first episode does. The first episode takes viewers beyond the harmless fun of wet t-shirt competitions and booze-fueled spring breaks and into dark back rooms with Joe Francis, where girls were coerced to take part in actions for more sinister than flashing on a beach. The show documents Francis' increasingly bizarre and violent downward spiral, which all played out in the public eye while he continued to rub shoulders with some of Hollywood's most popular stars. With first-time exclusive accounts, the two-hour episode, two hours, yes, the two-hour episode uncovers an audio recording of a verbal altercation between Francis and his estranged wife, along with interviews from the women who say their lives were ruined and who are now battling to reclaim their identities by sharing their stories. Oh, that's... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, um, Rich and Same, Rich and Shameless, a seven part series of premium films that tell the true stories of the successes, failures, thrills, and miseries that accompany the kind of wealth that ordinary people can never understand, says the show's synopsis. Using a combination of powerful interviews, unique archives, and as atmospheric visuals i'm sorry y'all atmospheric visuals rich and shameless goes behind the public facade to reveal the dangers of great prosperity subjects covered throughout the docuseries include the mysterious death of crypto millionaire and suspect con artist gerald cotton seagram's heiress claire bronfman and her involvement in a nefarious sex cult the unlikely battle between Martin Shkreli and the Wu-Tang Clan, the disappearance of NBA great Bison Dell, formerly Brian Williams at sea, fashion mogul Peter, Peter Nye, quest for eternal youth and more. No, but what really interests me is that, of course, they're trying to leave his name out of it, but allegedly and apparently Snoop Dogg was also a very much big, big asset to um, Girls Gone Wild success because apparently, you know, girls, when you think of girls, I don't want to bring race into it, but child, the country and society has left me no choice. When you think of BET Uncut, what do you think of? You think of black girls, brown girls going wild. When you think of girls going wild, you just think of the white college girls, wet t-shirt contest, blurred outfit. Their faces were blurred or or their breasts were blurred and, and woo and all that stuff, right? However, one that would tie the two together in a metaphorical sense was Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoop. Because apparently this was around the time he was definitely um definitely being um committing adultery towards his wife what's new no disrespect auntie but at this point what could you say um and he was this is around the time when sexual sexual seduction came out when he was a big when he was really a part of girls gone wild and he was hanging out with don magic wand and he was really promoting pimp culture and he had his own sex tape come out and everything. So Snoop basically was telling us sisters, oh, it's okay to go wild a few times. Go on. Go on. Now, is this alluding to maybe he had something to deal with what the girls and um, the victims are coming up and saying? Probably not. It's just that when you have your hand in a messy pot, 
don't be surprised when you grab some mess. That's all, you know? Don't be surprised you take your hand out and you see your shit is fucked up. You know, girl. 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 Okay, but we gon'. I'm gonna end this segment. I'm gonna end this segment. We're gonna go to another interlude. And then we're probably going to talk about t- in the eyes of Tammy Faye Baker. Cause girl, girl. All right, children. Sorry about that. I had the mic on mute. Um, so a few the few weeks back no two weeks ago two weeks ago i finally got a chance to look at the movie the eyes of tammy faye now for those who don't know tammy faye baker as well as jim baker were two of the there were a couple for one and they were the most popular televangelist tv couple that were very um predominant in the 70s and 80s before all that shit went downhill in in the late 80s and early 90s girl so um how'd that happen you may ask from looking at the movie better yet let me read y'all the synopsis so y'all could get just a little it's not gonna spoil anything it's just gonna tell you the synopsis of what it is and then i'm gonna tell you my spin on it and it's gonna be spoilers included so if y'all want to watch this movie i suggest you turn this off right now to go watch it then to hear my little commentary on it but if you don't really care to watch it then just stick around hold on so the plot stum- summary the plot summary states an intimate look at the extraordinary rise fall and redemption of televangelist tammy faye baker in the 1970s and 80s tammy faye and her husband jim baker rose from humble beginnings i heard a beep y'all i'm sorry i was like what the fuck is that Mm. rose from humble beginnings to create the world's largest religious broadcasting network and theme park and were revered for their message of love acceptance and prosperity tammy faye was legendary for her her indelible eyelashes her idiosyncratic singing and her eagerness to embrace people from all walks of life However, it wasn't long before financial and properties, scheming rivals, and scandal toppled their carefully constructed empire. Now, this is the gag. So, like I said, they were a televangelist couple that ruled, ruled for the Christian community in the 70s and the 80s. They ruled so much that because of Jim and Tammy's efforts in the Christian community, they were able to help Ronald Reagan become elected in the 80s for president, his first his first go-round. Now, um, if y'all remember a- ABC Family when it was called ABC Family before it's called now Freeform, you know how late, late, late night they still have the 700 Club playing? Yeah. Well, the 700 Club is where Tammy and Jim not officially got their start but they did help and make it big like it is today like people still the 700 club is still going with new episodes it's not stopping it still comes on reruns and all but they're still producing episodes okay now granted they come on late night now what jim's efforts was is that he wanted to do a late night show and which he was able to however with the whole thing with Jim and Tammy is that Jim, from what the movie was saying, and also from what tabloids and other um, sources would say, Jim enjoyed financial gain. He liked being rewarded for his duties in a financial way. He enjoyed um, getting rewarded with the cost of green rather than actually benefiting people about the word of christ now with tammy on the other hand and this is the reason why people like tammy more than they do jim minus the jokes and memes about her makeup seriously that bitch that bitch her makeup i mean she had permanently tattooed lip liner eyeliner 
and her eyebrows on her face and she never once took her eyelashes off you would never see her with her eyelashes off you know and looking at her without makeup she wasn't bad she was like you know average cute looking girl um kind of like girl next door but at the same time it's just like with just a little makeup ah, bam you know she just she just did it too too much and she had her own way of doing it and and that was that um but fast forwarding to what I was originally talking about sorry about that um Tammy was very gifted as a child so she wanted the words of Christ to run through her she was very gifted she knew the word of the Lord she was very very sweet very nice she was a very holy child honestly me personally and this is what happens to every strong woman who is who is the star and they slowly dim their light so their husband can shine and their husband just takes all the shine and intends to forget where his shine came from until the wife Tammy takes her shine elsewhere that's when the husband grabs it like no 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 still need it so I digress so um fast forward so they're big now they are they had their own television show they're married they've been married had their own television show um had god in their heart trust me they was making big big bank they actually did have their own amusement park like when i tell you that these two were like the televangelist mil billion millionaires they were definitely well off like you can't even like the last one that was big like tammy faye and jim in our timeline meaning anybody who was born after that scandal (laughs) um or at least really the court thing happened when i was born so but still anybody who was born after that scandal Like, my aunt would know about that scandal. My mom knows about that scandal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, our aunts and parents, anybody who was born in the 60s and 70s, they would know more about that scandal than anybody who was born in the 80s or 90s, depending, depending. But, um, yeah, so they were huge, big, 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 and what became fishy and suspicious was that hmm they're getting donations you know this is at the time where back then if you called somebody to donate money they were going to donate money oh my god them the christian community they were going the catholic christian whoever anybody who believed in god and a christian in a heavenly sense the way christians do they donated their money without a question 25 50 100 200 400 500 800 where the fuck this money coming from how you donating 800 we ain't got no we ain't got no food mama how, how you don't how you donating not nine 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 hundred dollars and we're behind on rent This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, <laughs> so then the IRS, you know, they on their ass. They're like, how, wait, 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 how are you able to perform to afford this house when you're just hosting a televangelist, you know, show? You're also where are you getting your funds from? Make basically saying, like, yeah, we know you have donations. Are you pinpicking from those donations to support your lavish lifestyle? That's not very Christian. So, now note, Tammy, in the movie, they really depicted how sanctified and holy Tammy Faye Baker was. Like, her husband Jim, like, he wasn't, he, he, he was, like, once they got big time, he got too over himself, and he was just ignoring tammy he wasn't 
he wasn't carrying out his husbandly duties, which which is making sure she's okay. She just had a baby. She wants another one. And you're just like, oh, get off me, you know? There was speculation that he was one of the girls, though. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Jim liked to get his little... Uh, he liked to get crucified, nailed to the cross, whips and chains. And he's still alive. I don't care if you hear this. This is the word of the Lord, Jim. What the fuck is you talking about? Bitch, peace, love to Tammy, ho. Anyway, so then they go ahead and they sit up there and... <laughs> so now Tammy this is one of the scenes I'll talk about Tammy was all you know pre- real real pregnant and she hasn't been touched by Jim since she got pregnant so her music producer cause Tammy, Tammy Faye did record music she did drop albums she did she did. She 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 was she did sing. They didn't say it a nice way, but she definitely did sing. So she um not even she doesn't fuck or have sex with her producer. Now no, Jim being the husband, Jim, you know, is ignoring Tammy, he's not satisfying Tammy, he's not giving Tammy anything or what she really needs until he sees another man that's willing to risk it all. And what was crazy was that Tammy was pregnant with her son. And, you know, he's like, when's the last time you've ever been touched by a man? And she breaks, you know, they're kissing. She's like, just don't leave any marks on my neck. Like, holy Christian girl. And then she goes into labor. Her water breaks, she goes into labor. And then while they're in the hospital, Tammy is just so sorry. She's like, please forgive me please don't be mad at me i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i didn't mean to all apologizing to her husband jim and jim is like now basically telling the producer you need to go we don't want you here anymore the producer's like tammy are you gonna let him do this and tammy's just like no jim i'm sorry because she's a good christian wife this is what fucked me up so after all of that you know tammy was very forgiving she was very very um remorseful for what she did child tell me why tell me why jim comes to her a manipulation tactic that he uses a lot on her if you see this movie when you get a chance and he's crying oh tammy i haven't been the best husband towards you i haven't been um a good man towards you i haven't been loving you right i haven't been treating you right i'm gonna start doing that now and tammy's like of course oh my god i'm so sorry thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and jim was just like you just have to do something for me and Tammy's like, anything. He tells his wife. And this is why certain things in the Bible, certain things, excuse me, Lord, I don't agree with. But when I see it, because it's just like, um, He tells his wife, I need you to go on the show that we have. The Tammy Faye and Jim, the Tammy Faye uh, variety, whatever, whatever. Go on the show and publicly apologize for what you've done to me. No, this is after their second child. Peep. Fast forward into late 80s, early 90s. Now, now they're really on them for money problems. Oh, and Tammy does apologize on that show, by the way. But now they're on... Now they're running into money problems. Now it's coming to light. Like, damn, where is all our money going? All your and it's going. And, and then they they get receipts and they get it to air it on TV. Now Jim and Tammy have been loveless for a few years now. They've definitely been loveless. Um, but what was unfortunate was Jim Cumster. Now I want to say this takes place in the in the early '90s. This was definitely the hard fall of Tammy and Jim Baker. And with Tammy and Jim, they, Jim comes to her and he says, you know, I have something to tell you. Apparently there's this girl who's coming out saying that I have sexually assaulted her. Um, We've tried to silence her and 
it just didn't work and and now we're going to run into some issues notice how he's saying we now now it's we but before it was it was supposed to be all about jim and jim and jim but now tammy i need you stay away from these type of people men and women stay away from those type of people that it's all about them all the time 24 7 until when that when they get into some shit themselves and now they need you so now it's we gotta get out of it stay away from stay away from those types y'all for real for real stay the fuck away from those types those are dangerous folks they do not have your best interest in mind because when the time comes to it if you allow them they will take you down to the gutter with them be mindful i digress so now um so now jim comes basically in real life jim baker had sexually assaulted this woman and he had tried to him and his uh producer friend for the show or what have you note them christian types um and she had come out and said that i was sexually assaulted because the money had ran out for her to be silenced and not only that but now they were going to run the story they were also going to run the story about their finances and about how they are able to afford such lavish lifestyle because they found out that they actually are using the donations from the christian donators to from the audience the viewing audience and using it to support their lifestyle they don't like that they don't like that they don't like that at all you know and um eventually jim does go to jail for rape and tammy faye divorces jim now of course the christian community didn't like the fact that she divorced him while he was inside but my thing is i'm just like i mean what else can i do he literally cheated on me brought down not only our empire but my name like it was so bad you guys that tammy became the running joke no her husband raped the whole female her husband raped a whole female and tried to have hush money given to her so she wouldn't say anything but your wife gets the gets the running joke because of her makeup they they literally had shirts saying Oh, um, I ran into Tammy Faye at the mall and it would be like a smeared face of makeup. Now, no, Tammy was really sweet. She was a total sweetie. She was a, um, the reason why the gay community likes her so much is because she was a very, um, well-known and a well predominant activist within the community because of the simple fact that she had, um, what the baby girl do? Oh, she supported and she treated AIDS patients like human beings because they were and are human beings when at the time everybody wanted to turn their backs on them. Tammy Faye said, I'm not doing that. They're human just like me. And if I'm a Christian woman and, and if my God says God loves all his children, then why can't I love him just because what? He's gay or what? Because he has AIDS. So and that's why she's sitting next to him in heaven, you know, saying you're on the brink of a miracle. Now, her mother did always tell her this, though. If you are led by the blind, then you will become the blinded. Tammy was led by her husband, Jim, and that was the downfall of her career. Now, before she did pass away, unfortunately, she did pass away. Her husband's still alive, though, free and everything. He got a beard now. Anyway. Before she did pass away, um, she did redeem herself. You know, at that t- it is unfortunate that in her lifetime, after serving God and doing the right thing by him and spreading his word and everything and being open, you know, just being open. Because what I liked, the reason why I like Tammy is because she wasn't a judgmental Christian. She wasn't a judgmental, condescending, contradicting type of churchgoer. She loved everybody because that's how Christianity should be religion especially in the christian religion it definitely should be where it's at a point like hmm who am i to judge because he who is without sin cast the first stone you know who am i to judge excuse me 
huh okay and that was the whole movie i just i really want to bring that up because it's always that one that one thing it could be a powerful strong woman also y'all should watch stepford wives because that's really i think that's really how a lot of men feel but um it's with nicole kidman and um our our boy Fer- ferris bueller I forgot how to pre- I forgot his Matt Matthew Ferris Bueller girl and Nicole Kidman in that movie really good but um it just shows you how from experience y'all from my experience it does show you how a man can see a strong and powerful woman and see her energy and vibe and instead of matching that or instead of cherishing that they will try to take it and dim your light and to make their shine brighter however yours is an aura yours is an actual vibe yours is an aura that can't be replicated duplicated his is fluorescent his or her it's fluorescent you know but in this case just be mindful people well i enjoyed recording this episode today from beginning to end i feel very much back to the usual scheduled programming really did appreciate it really do like it i am going to pick up doing more reviews and research and maybe a few episodes are going to be just music you like you know music reviews research beefs documentaries all that good stuff and then other times it's just going to be me talking about how i feel you know because that's what the show should be about (laughs) me hello duh but thank you guys for tuning into another episode of an AOS Productions. What's it called? What is it called? You may ask. It's called Thank You. Thank you for being patient with me and thanking you for thanking you for giving me your ear and you making time to listen to this voice, child. I love you much. I will see you guys. I will let you guys hear from me soon. Bye.